Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, this is Suzanne Knabe Nicole with from Police Science Doctor and welcome to the Police Science Snippets number 64 this week. Police Science Snippets are basically three pieces of research that I've extracted from mainly recent publications to perhaps bring something to the practitioner that they can use easily, something that is not very theoretical, something that's not too specific um, to any anything that practitioners in law enforcement, policing, intelligence won't necessarily be dealing with, but something that I think might be actionable or of interest in some way, shape or form straight away. So I go through these through a lot of publications every week to see what's come out. And then I try to find three that I think will be practical. And then I talk about them here on a Tuesday. I send them out to the Police Science Doctor email list, which you can all join for free if you go to policesciencedr.com and you will get the information and the snippet that I'm going to read out emails to you, but with the link to the original research. So you can have a look at that research paper yourself if you have access. If not, you'll be able to see the um, the abstract with the, with the main summary of it. So the three snippets that I've extracted for you this week are firstly, jailhouse informant testimony. A serving prison inmate claiming they heard another inmate confess to a crime they have not yet been convicted of can be as influential to a jury as hearing the inmate confess to it themselves. This is quite fascinating um, that they're quite willing to accept um, such hearsay evidence. However, around 20% of jailhouse informants are willing to falsely tend to testify against another inmate, especially if they could benefit themselves from informing on someone. So, you know, these, these kind of information needs to be taken with a pinch of salt. Often you're not going to get any such information from somebody unless you give them something in return. I think this... I think this study was not done on actual inmates. So obviously, again, that's a limitation, but you know, there's some practical considerations here that made this necessary. Second snippet for this week, differential sentencing based on ethnicity. Whilst there is a history of black defendants receiving harsher sentences than white offenders by judges, a study on students suggests that with the current climate in police public relations, white defendants may now be treated more punitively, at least by lay people. So this was some research done with st students actually, and they were asked how they were going to how they would sentence offenders, and some of these offenders were black, others were white, and historically, um, it used to be the case that people from other ethnicities than white used to get harsher sentences. Now we've had a lot of issues taking place with Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, and um, and these kind of things, and it's at least in that sample of students, it was quite a lot of students though. Um, and they're not judges, obviously, but at least in that sample of students, it seems that they were actually punishing black um, black black offenders more leniently compared to white offenders. So I don't know if this is an, you know, a knee-jerk reaction or if this is going to be a permanent trend now. I'm not sure, but this is obviously an interesting finding and it would be good to replicate that, um, ideally with within the criminal justice system and to see you know if there is an overall trend and how long that trend will last or if it's just um, a new um, just this, this, the, the beginning of a new area, era, who knows. The third snippet for today is about intercrime distance as a linkage factor. Intercrime distance is the distance from an offender's base or home location to the um, offence they're committing to the crime location. So, for example, a burglary, you know, what's the distance from their home location to the burglary site in, in one crime? 
and you know in the next crime. So if these if these distances are relatively similar, that's a good linkage factor. So for burglars who use a marauder or forager pattern, i.e. who choose targets scattered in each direction around their home base, a bit like um, that they think they're doing it randomly because they're not going to any one specific area only, but actually they're, they're almost you know, creating like a spider web that's pointing to them in the middle. Um, it was found that intercrime distance is the strongest linkage factor, more so than modus operandi. So the distance between their home base and the crime location is a much better linkage factor to then decide, okay, we think these offenses are linked to the same person and these aren't because, you know, here he was happy to travel 1.6 kilometers. Um, property is usually just over two kilometers. So let's say 2.1 kilometers he traveled on average and this one is 17 kilometers away. You know, just based on that information alone, it might be less likely that the one that is 17 kilometers away was committed by the same offender. But obviously you need to look at a lot more things there. So these are the um, snippets for this week. I hope there was something that was relevant to your line of work. I hope there was something that you found interesting, something that you can use perhaps. I'm always looking for, for practical snippets. So if you have published or come across any research and you think it is something that is actionable, that is not theoretical, it's not abstract, but it's something that can be used or applied or considered straight away, please do send me the article um, or the link to the article and then um, I'll see if I can um, include it in these snippets and you will get credited in the email that goes out as well to the email list. And um, I'll see you next week and thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.